Oh my God, it's the last interview for the day. Wait, wait, wait. Um, Home Alone. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, welcome to the podcast room. Well, thank uh, you. Powered by Shokarela. Yeah. We're live and direct in Haiti at the Haiti Tech Summit. Where you're paying me with AC instead of via CC. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, uh, for those of you listening outside of this room, it's, it's scorching hot. Scorching. But we have the AC on full blast, and full that's blast. how we're paying our, uh, yeah. our guest today. Yes. So I am so honored to be joined by Ryan Folan. Yes. Please, please, please introduce yourself. Uh, tell us your... So my name is Ryan Folan, and if you take Poland and you erase the middle of the P... It becomes Folin, and that's where I am. <laughs> so if you were to think of me, think of me as craftsman of communication. Okay. Just like people use wood and refine it and cut it and sand it and polish it, I do the same thing with words and interactions. Mm. Because whether you realize it or not, the one thing you cannot get away from is communicating with people. That is absolutely correct. In fact... You cannot not communicate. Ready? Try to not communicate right now. I could tell that you're trying to communicate, not <laughs> communicating. Do you see what I'm saying? It is impossible to not communicate. Right. It's one of the most fundamental human aspects, mm -hmm. whether it's asking where the restroom is to right. what kind of drink you want at the bar to even having a, a, a relationship that is an intimate relationship you've had for years. Of course. There's levels of communication and... That's what I get so excited about because people underestimate the value of strategic communications. Mm. Yes. It's, it's like thinking before you speak. And I like to tell people, thoughts become words and words become things. Mm. So think the thoughts that you want. Mm. And really, whatever it is that you think will ultimately be manifested into the world. So the basic level of communication is being confident that you are able to communicate. I have a question for you. Let's, let's do it. Are you a public speaker? Sometimes. Okay. I speak in public, so I make yes. a public speaker. If you speak in public, then you are a public speaker. It's a scientific fact that you cannot argue either. Talking to your mom or talking to your dad or even with your friends or even with your cat. Oh. Think of words as a type of pain. Hey. Think of words as a... Something like that, yeah. Think wow, of words as a think of speaking as a type of art, and your words are the paint. All that you have to do is start. Wow. So one of the things that I love to do is empower people with things that are right in front of them. And rap, clearly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've got a three one three rap that I'm debuting here Ooh. at the Haney Tech Summit, which is very exciting. Yes, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Are we the first to hear? Yeah, I don't know if I can debut the whole thing. I might be able to give a taste of it. Give us a taste. Okay. We like little samples. So I'll give you the verse, right? Okay. Not, so I've actually worked with somebody who is a professional musician who's built the whole thing out. Wow. And there's the intro, and there's the hook, and there's right. the verse and stuff. But there's three rules to communicating your idea. Mm. First rule is I don't care what you do. You see, I am selfish, and so are you. You won't get me interested in explaining minor pain. You gotta solve a problem in a finger chop way. Rule number two, you talk too much, like a giddy little kid on a yellow school bus. Mm. Start with the what, not with the how. Mm. Make it conversational and learn to shut your mouth. Mm. Rule number three, create intrigue. Talk about your target market to the nth degree. Tap into the FOMO of the person who is listening. Say anyone or everyone and you will be less interesting. Mm. 
Yeah. That was deep. <laughs> you just took it to Brooklyn real quick. I'm from Brooklyn, so oh, yeah? I, yeah, I am. Oof. So, yes. But honestly, yes. if, if, and, and if you there's... you wrote that yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, you had the help of your music. Well, I wrote it. Actually, I wrote it as a rap, just like lyrically. I just wrote it out, like right. just thinking I could just, just rap it out. Right. But actually, rap has a structure. You've got to have an intro, yeah. and then you've got to have a verse, mm-hmm. and then you've got to have a hook, yeah. and then you go back to the verse, and then you go to the chorus, and then, you, and then there's all these things. So I took my very long-winded rap mm-hmm. and broke it down and, and moved it around, and then we built the music to it. Wow. You wow. see, people Sounds learn good. in different ways. So I give uh, a typically an hour-and-a-half presentation on mm-hmm. this 313 method, mm-hmm. and I broke it all down into a two-minute rap. Wow. Because the thing is, you can explain things to somebody and the biggest mistake that people make is that your only responsibility is communicating what you want to communicate. Mm. If you really want to become an effective communicator, you have to take responsibility for not just what you're saying, but how what you're saying is interpreted. Exactly. So not everybody is an audio learner. Some people are visual. Some people are like, like we need to touch, touch and feel it. Yep. So in order to reach more people, um, I have a lot of visuals. Mm. I draw stick figures. And then I have the vocalization of it. Mm. And then I have the rapinization of it. <laughs> I like that. And so whatever the message is, mm-hmm. part of your responsibility is making sure that it's received. Got it. And if, you're, if you think that just communicating is enough, you're never gonna communicate at a level that is gonna get you what you want. Got it. And uh, 313, where'd those numbers come from? Okay, so it is an area code, and it is the, you know, possibly a song by Eminem. Mad respect, bro, you, uh-huh. you've got it. I'm living, I'm trying to get to that rapping level. <laughs> and it's in Detroit, right? But the 313 stands for the ability to explain your idea or your brand as a person in three sentences, one sentence, and then three words. Wow. Yeah. So it came over working with thousands of entrepreneurs. And the problem was I'd sit with somebody who had an idea and I would say, so tell me about your idea. Mm-hmm. And then for the next five to seven minutes, I would just listen to a babbling conglomeration of everything possible that they wanted to get out about their idea. And I would be more confused about their idea after they explained it to me than Good before morning. I even knew. Wow. Let's so, try it. So what I ended up doing is, is breaking that system down. So are you, are, you, are, are you an entrepreneur? I am. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be good. This is a live test. An impromptu oh God. test of the 313. I okay. don't know if I'm ready. So I'm going to have to break something to you, and it's a little serious. Yeah. Nobody cares what you do. I know. The only thing that they care about is the problem that you solve. Mm. And they only care about that if it's a problem that they have or if it's a problem that someone they love or someone they know has. Mm. If you really understand that as a fact, that people don't care what you do, it actually relieves a lot of pressure because you don't have to tell them what you do. Just tell them what problem I'm fixing. So the three part of the 313 is explaining your idea in three sentences. And the first sentence, sentence is what is the problem that you solve? Now, I'm going to warn you Mm -hmm. that you will want to explain what you do. So I'm going to ask you to tell me the problem that you solve Mm -hmm. without telling me what you do. And you're probably still going to tell me what you do. And I'm going to go, 
Okay, let's try it. So the problem that you solve mm -hmm. in one sentence without telling me what you do. Hmm, drum roll. Uh, the problem that I solve is minimizing the wait Stop. time. That's what you do. Minimizing whatever it is, that's what you do. That's not the problem. Do you see, the, do you see what happened there? Oh, well, the, 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 the problem, the problem is, is long waits at hair salons. Okay, do you see the difference there? Uh-huh. So we, so, like I tried to give you a bunch of warning, right? Yeah, but the, We're the, what, so naturally, we wanna say what we do. Right, So what is the, what is the problem that you solve? The problem that I solve is long waits at beauty salons. Okay, have you ever had a paper cut? Of course. What happens? It hurts. And? Uh, I don't know. Nothing, yeah. right? Maybe you go like this. Right. Maybe you, you, you make right. sure nobody sees you. Right. And you don't want to tell anybody because it's like, just paper cut, right? right it's right. not like anything crazy. Well, what if, imagine for a second that instead of a paper cut, you actually, you cut off your finger and now ginger fingers on the table, blood is squirting out everywhere mm -hmm. and I start freaking out. You scream, somebody mm. calls 911. I don't even know if 911 is real in Haiti, right? right? <laughs> we try to figure out, we put this finger on ice, somebody calls in, I start to pass out. You guys put me on a, some, sort of a, some sort of a safe room and you're like, please calm down, your finger right. is good. What's the difference between a paper cut and a finger being cut off? I guess the reaction. It's the action associated after the event. So with a paper cut, yeah, with a paper cut, what do you do? Nothing, right? But when a finger gets chopped off or there's an emergency, there is a reaction and you actually, there, there's steps to take. Right. People actually stop what they're doing. If I got my finger chopped off on live air right now, yep. like we would stop the interview of and course. stuff, everything would change. Of course. So when people describe the problem that they solve, mm. most of the time they describe them like it's a paper cut. And when they do that, the person who's listening has no response, no reaction. Mm. So do you think that the problem that you solved, just the way that you described it, is it a paper cut or a finger chopped off? It's a paper cut. It's a paper cut, right? And yeah, it's, uh, I solved the problem of long lines for whatever. Like, yeah, it may sting a little bit, but there's no pain. Right. So if you just take the same problem and move some words around or add some blood to it, mm -hmm you can actually get people positioned to think that they need to do something about that problem. Mm. So how could you take that problem statement and mm -hmm. just like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, why is, why is it painful? Why is that bad? Why is it a problem? Waste of people's time. Okay. So the problem is people waste their time waiting, waiting. in line, right? That's a little bit bloodier, but it's still not super bloody. Right. So what's even deeper than just wasting time? What could they do else? What, what, could, what else could they do with that time? Or like, why is it so painful? Why is it such, like, why are people so irritated with that? Like, what is guess, the irritation? I guess just convenience. I think, I mean, that's the best answer I think. I think okay, so, so when you're waiting in line and you feel like you don't need to, like, why is that so bad? Because <laughs> we're living, everyone I feel like in this generation is so impatient. Okay. And do you feel like you're wasting your life? No, definitely not your life. <laughs> so I guess that, that you're making me reevaluate my business. Like, is this even serious? No, but, but it, it is serious when you describe it in a certain way. For sure. So is there something that you could be doing instead of waiting in line? Or is there a substitution that's not there? Like, really, 
the concept is that nobody cares what you do. They care about the problem that you solve. So right. if you learn to describe the problem, the single problem, mm -hmm. in one sentence, mm -hmm. I can show you how you can get people interested in what you do without telling them. Wow. So let's, let's do a little role play, for example. Let's do it. If I were to ask you what it is that you do, mm -hmm. typically before this conversation, you would say, what it is you do? What do you do? Right. Um, hair and makeup. Okay. In the home. In the home. All right. So like a mobile hair instead of that, mm -hmm. right, because you're just telling me and there's no, I don't have any skin in that game. If I ask you what you do, tell me that it's not really what you do that's important, but it's the problem that you solve. Mm. So try that. So what is it that you do? Say it's not what I do that's important. It's not what I do that's important. It's the problem that it's I solve. The, oh, it's the, oh, literally say that sentence. Yeah. It's the problem that I solve. And if I'm a living human human being who's breathing, I'm probably going to go, what? so what's the problem that right. you solve? <laughs> and then tell me the problem that you solve. Oh, um, Make it bloody. It, I know. <laughs> um, there is nothing worse than knowing that you're spending your day waiting when you could be mm, whatever it is, right? Mm, I don't know. Like, that's the way to frame it. It's the same problem, but it's bloodier, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's say that you describe the problem. Just try it. What? How do you like, um, think of a client? No one wants to spend their Saturdays. Yes. The day off. The worst thing in the world is when you have to spend time waiting on your day off. Do you see how that's more of a finger mm, chop? Right? Yeah. Okay. So let's say that now, you know, I ask you what you do and you say, it's not what you do. It's a problem that you solve. And then I ask you, well, what is this problem? And you tell me there's nothing worse than wasting your Saturday waiting on something that you shouldn't. Like, it's just, mm. it's, it's terrible. That's the problem that I solve. Wow. When you say that, what do you think I'm going to ask? You're like, all right. So, so what do you do? <laughs> And, you, and this, the question is still not answered. It's still not answered. Okay. Three, two sentences deep. And what you're doing is I'm Getting giving you permission to get interested in what you're doing. Wow. Okay. Because here's the thing. Most people, when they're asked what they do, they just go ahead and just tell people what they do. Right. There's no tension. There's mm -hmm. no release. There's nothing. Like people are probably waiting for you to finish so that they can tell you what they do right. in hopes that you might care, but you don't care because... You're waiting, you were hoping that they were gonna interact with you on it. Mm. So think of this as a permission-based pitching. Mm. So I want you to now ask me if I think that waiting unnecessarily on Saturdays for services is a problem. Do you think waiting unnecessarily on Saturdays I is a problem? I hate it. <laughs> it's terrible. Yes, that's a, that's a problem. Now ask me if I have that problem, if I've ever waited on Saturday for something. Have you ever waited on Saturdays for anything? Yeah, and it's a total waste of time. And I, and I, just, I actually try to program stuff on the weekday because my weekend is my weekend. Right. And then you can ask me, so is that something that you're interested in solving? Do you want to solve that for the rest of your life? Ask me mm -hmm. that. Do you want to solve that for the rest of your life? Yeah. Then you can okay. say... I got you. I can help you out. Wow. Say it. I got you. I can help you out. But now, now what now, if it can't help you out? But here's the thing. I'm interested in what you can do to help me out, but mm. I don't even know what you do. <laughs> do you see what happened there? Yes. So you can now, now, now I can say, well, what is it that you do? Right. Okay. <laughs> We're like having a whole 
like monologue. Yeah, and so, we still don't know. I, it's so y- so you're getting me interested in what you're doing, right? Because I'm interested in the problem that you're solving, mm. as opposed to the first question being, "What do you do?" and you saying, "I cut hair." So the first situation where I ask you and you say, I cut hair, that doesn't resonate with me. And I'm like, ah, whatever. Mm -hmm. But by saying it's not what I do that's important, it's a problem that I solve. And I ask you what the problem is and you tell me the problem and you ask me if it's a problem, I say yes. And then you say, if I have that problem and then I say yes. And you ask me if it's a problem that I want to say and I say yes, you go, cool, I can help you out. And I'm ready for whatever you have. And then you can basically say what it is that you do. Mm -hmm. So as part of this 313, Mm -hmm. literally, all you've done is just the one sentence, the problem that you solve. Wow. So to take it further, then the person's going to want to know, what is it that you do? And that's when you have the three words. That's when you tell me what you do in one sentence. So wow. the three represents your business in three sentences, the problem that you solve, the solution, and the market. Mm. So can you tell me in one sentence what it is that you do? Wait, now I'm, I'm scared to answer. It's okay. I, this is a is friendly... It the, is it the is, problem that I'm... No, no, so the, the problem... Now it's time to say yeah, what it so, is. So you got me hooked with the problem. Oh, God. And now yeah. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm interested. You okay. said you could help me out. So what is it that you do? How, what is it? Right. Um, I provide hair and makeup services in the home. Okay. And you did a great job because you answered a what question with a what answer. Mm. Most entrepreneurs make the mistake. If somebody asks them what they do, they will answer how they do what they do. Mm. And if you've ever asked an entrepreneur, what do you do? They typically take that as an opportunity to tell you everything Everything. about what they do. That's so true. But here's the thing. If I ask you what you do and you just tell me what you do and then stop talking, uh, if if I'm interested and I want to know more, what am I going to say? Really? Tell me more. How does that work? Right. Now you've gotten permission. Mm. And we can even go further psychologically because instead of just now telling me how it works, Mm -hmm. you can ask me what I know about haircutting or what I know about like, did you even know that you can get your haircut at your own home or whatever? Right. Right. Because when you tell people something that they already know, Mm -hmm. it's a form of disrespect. Mm. So if you, if I ask you what you do and you just tell me what, and then I ask you how it works, but before you tell me, you ask me how much I know about it, and I'll be like, oh, well, I actually cut hair when I was in college, and you're like, oh my gosh, you totally know, you're so smart, like, right, you're smart. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what we do a little bit differently, and here's how we do it, and now you have an opportunity to explain how. Got it. But they've asked you for it. Right, because now they're interested. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Now, the third sentence is the market. Mm. So can you tell me the market mm-hmm. that you target? In one sentence. Uh, the market that I target. And don't say, don't, don't swear. Don't use any profanity. The A word or the E word? Anyone or everyone? No. Okay. Um, women aged from six all the way to 60. Okay. Where? New York. Where in New York? In New York, in Brooklyn. Well, in, in New York. Okay. Anywhere in New York. And are these people that live um, lifestyles that they are busy? Yes. Okay. So you see how you can go more and more yeah. layers to it. Right. 
Because the worst thing you can do is be for anyone or everyone. Mm-hmm. And so if you've told them the problem and you've got them interested, mm-hmm. then you tell them what you do, you right. understand how much they know about what you do, and then you explain the differences. Mm. Then the market, you take it away. Mm. There's nothing that gets people more interested than saying, well, it, it might not be for you. It's a little expensive. Like, oh, I'm a little expensive. Wow. Yeah. Because true. if you tell somebody it's probably not for you, mm-hmm. that's when they want to know more oh, about that's it. That's true. Okay? That's very true. So you can say, you know, I. I just want to let you know, like I'm very expensive or I only take on a certain amount of clientele or you have to, you have to jump a couple hurdles to get to where this is. So this is just, this is the three. Okay. So you essentially now have the tools to be able to explain what you do in three sentences Mm -hmm. by just stating the problem that you solve, what you do, and then who you do that for. Got it. Now, let's say that you're in an environment that's a faster pace or you're at a bar or something. Would it be more helpful to be able to explain all that into one sentence? Sure. Are you good at math? Yeah. If you have three variables, Mm -hmm. A, B, and C, Mm -hmm. how many combinations can you have with those? A, B, C, A, C, B, B, A, C. It's six. I thought it was nine, too. It's three factorial. So it's three times two times one. So you can have A, B, C, A, C, B, B, C, A, B, A, C, uh, and then two more. Repeat. Yeah. So you get six. Okay. okay. So it's mathematics. If we take A, B, and C, mm-hmm. and we replace it with P for problem, mm-hmm. S for solution, and M for market, how many different ways can you combine P, S, and M? It's six. six. Yeah, six, six. right? <laughs> so six. if... You are able to lock in the problem that you solve, the solution, what you do, and your market Mm -hmm. individually. Now you can combine those three things in one sentence, Mm -hmm. six different ways. Wow. I solve this problem by doing this for these people. I solve this problem for these people by doing this. These people who have this problem, this is what I do to solve it. Mm-hmm. Six variations of the same thing. Wow. If you go to anybody who has a business and you say, can you just tell me what you do in one sentence? That's a very difficult thing. Sure. But you're able to say for, let's do problem, choose one of the, choose one of the, var- the varietals. You have problem, solution, and market, mm-hmm. but name a combination of those real quick. Uh, problem is the wait time. No, no. So, so just name uh, the letters. P- PSM. PSM. Okay. So problem, solution, market. The problem is waiting unnecessarily on Saturday afternoons. And I'm able to solve that with a in-house haircutting system specifically for people who have, uh, who, who value their time when it comes to weekends. I don't know, just kind of going on the flow with that. Right. But you can take and arrange those three different ways. Mm-hmm. So it's not an elevator pitch, it's a system that in one sentence you can say, for these people who have this problem, this is what I solve. Wow. Okay? I, I now have to pay you in CC. Okay. <laughs> but if three sentences is good and one sentence is better, what about three words? Mm. Way better, right? Yeah. 
it's not really three words. It's just two words combined with a relational term. Okay. Now, people, humans, we think in we think in metaphor we think in analogy yeah and we have mental mind maps and mm -hmm. if i were to say golden arches what do you think of mcdonald's okay and in that instant between i asked you and now you might have thought about a large fry or you get them with low low you know no low, light salt so it's fresh right. uh, maybe you're thinking about a cheeseburger that you get with extra pickles mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Like in that instant, right. you have all these memories. It's mm -hmm. because you have a mind map that tracks all of that. So what you can do to explain your idea mm -hmm. is use things that have nothing to do with your idea and create a relational connection that mm -hmm. people make in their own mind. Right, associations. In movies, it's called the implicit theory of two plus two. So let's say Finding Nemo, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, at a certain point in the movie, there's a certain drama and they think of it as like a number two. Mm. And then later on, there's another number two. And then you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, I remember two and I remember two. Right. I bet you it's four. Right. And then later on, it's four. four. And right. you're like, it was four, right. I got it. Right. But if, if the movie was made and it was just like four, I wasn't involved with it, right? right? People like Sudoku, they like crossword puzzles. They like to challenge themselves. And so if you just tell people literally what it is that you do, there's no room for interpretation. Right. So think of how can you describe your business in terms of things that have nothing to do with it. Now it's been bastardized by like the Uber of or the something of, but the concept is still real, right? Mm. Are you a, 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 an ice cream truck for haircuts? Mm. I come to your town, I whistle, I, I turn on the music, you know I'm coming and I just jump in. Or are you... Um, like Heal, Heal is an app that comes to your house as a doctor. Mm. I'm like Heal for haircuts. Right. And what that does is it gives the power of the person that you're talking to the ability to patch together in their own mind what it is. Mm. And whenever somebody comes up with an idea themselves, they get invested in the idea. Right. And if you just came up and told people that you go to their house and you cut their hair, there's no investment on my part. Right. But if you creatively come up with a metaphor or analogy to talk about how you're like, you're like, uh, let's think of some, what's, what's something else that like comes to your house mm -hmm. that helps to save time. Um, of, uh, a pet, the, the pet grooming. So I'm like a, mo I'm like a mobile pet grooming, but not for your pet, for you. Mm. I don't know, that might have a negative weird connotation because right. I'm not a pet or whatever. <laughs> but you, you want to give people just enough information right. to, get ex to, to get interested to figure it out, but not enough to totally get it. Right. So the three sentences mm -hmm. and then the one sentence and the three words gives you enough ammunition to hold an engaging conversation that's not rehearsed to be able to get people interested before you tell them what you do and then once you tell them what you do, they have an opportunity to ask more right? so that it's not telling them. Mm -hmm. And then you can sum it up in a metaphor kind of way mm -hmm. and you can take it all away from them at the same time so they feel like they're special if they get it. Mm -hmm. And it's a dynamic set of tools that now you know what you can say yeah, versus not knowing what to say and just sort of getting a scramble conversation. That's very smart. Wow, thank you for that. Just drop some gems on me. Just drop some gems. That's a live 313. <laughs> I, that really was a live 313, and I had so much fun. So literally, um, if, if next time somebody asks you what you do, yeah, just practice and say, 
it's kind of funny, but it's not really what I do. Right. It's, it's a crazy problem that I solve. Right. And that will turn the conversation for them just like waiting for you to finish. They'll be like, this, we can't excuse me? Right. This is interesting now. What? <laughs> right? Right, right. And then right. based on the person, the hair, whatever, you can right. tap into and go through it. Right. For and sure. then you can say, is that a problem that you have? Right. It's great. Thank and you if for it, that. Do you want to solve that? Because if you do, I can help you out. Mm. I'm interested. Yes. So uh, talk about how do you get involved in Haiti? I mean, they found me. No way. Yeah, I'm known for this 313 thing. I speak all around the world on it. And oh, wow. it solves one of the biggest problems that entrepreneurs have, their inability to explain what they, what do. they do. Because you can have a brilliant idea explained moderately well that loses to a bad idea right. that's explained brilliantly. Right. So what do you think of Haiti? I love it. My favorite part are the people. That's amazing. It is. Amazing. And, you know, it's always humbling to drive through. Yeah. Uh, and the people that I've met, uh, I really believe that in a, in a general sense, they don't miss what they don't have. And that comes from people who are very successful to not. Yeah. There's just this, like, consistency and a, and a mindfulness that, like, I'm here, they I'm living... Simply. I, I'm, I'm excited for what's happening right now in front of me. Yeah. And so I think that the, the heightened awareness of mindfulness mm -hmm. uh, adds to this sort of flavor of uh, jovialness. And even if somebody is like a large intimidating figure mm -hmm. and you come up to them, they're like, Hi. <laughs> so it, it's, it's really amazing in that respect. And then that coupled with just the natural beauty of the island is amazing. Great. Uh, and so I'm that combination, that yeah. I'm excited. I'm glad that you're experiencing Haiti for the second time, right? Yes, yes. That's dope. Uh, what's your favorite food so far? So my favorite food is the chicken with the bone in it. I'm not sure what it is. Is it just chicken? Chicken with the bone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, what are you looking forward to most uh, during this tech summit visit? During this tech summit, I'm looking forward most to, to changing the paradigm paradigm means a certain way of thinking of course to change the paradigm of the way people feel like they can present their ideas mm. because there's so much focus on building the idea validating the idea you know uh, building this idea but there's not enough focus on how you communicate that idea mm -hmm. and if you learn to communicate the idea in terms of the problem that you're solving you'll never pitch somebody who you should not pitch exactly and too many entrepreneurs assume that everyone is their target and everyone is their market and you're never going to get referral you're going to talk yourself out of any deal that you could have had and you 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 miss this mystique you miss the creativity of conversation yeah. you miss the power of the pause in between exactly. people and if and and if every entrepreneur thinks that their reach is everybody then we wouldn't have you know 40 brands of wheat bread yeah if you are for everyone or anyone you are for no one that's true yeah that's true anyway say anyone or everyone and you will be less interesting mm. the goal of your pitch is for them to want more right don't miss opportunity knocking at the door wow help me to reboot haiti and do it from the start mm. No matter what your big idea, now you know where to start. Yes. <laughs> that was amazing. So we'll hear the full thing tomorrow. Yes. And I if you want to learn more about the 313, I give all this information away for free. Wow. It's the system that is, that is powerful, but people can take it and try it on their own. It's still difficult because you need this like tough right. love to get for it sure. out of you. For sure. So if you go to ryanfolan.com and you click on the 313, 
there you go. And I've got a radio show. It's a 313 radio show. We have this type of conversation with executives and leaders who think that they know what they're talking about. And then I simply go, so what's the problem that you solve? And they go, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> Just like me. No, you did, you did good. You did great. But do you see the, the yes, difference, for right? Sure. Thank you so much. I wish I had more than an AC to pay you. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. super fulfilled by I'm just, just by just your willingness and everybody's willingness to like think a little bit differently about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. This and it's dope. so fun and you're because you're so brilliant for coming up with this theory. Yeah, you know what? It's simple, but it, it, it really does change the paradigm. There's nothing more complex than making things simple. It's true because we've we've gotten so used to making things complicated. Yeah, that's crazy. So keep it simple, right. make it powerful. Don't be afraid to say less, right? And let other people talk more. Great. Because the more right. you talk, the less people listen, and the less you talk, the more people ask questions. And questions is what drives conversation, and conversation drives connection, and connection creates yes, curiosity, and curiosity creates conversion. Yes. I know you're trying to are close a, it out. I'm just are you back. a pastor? I need to know. No, I'm not a pastor. I'm not <laughs> religious. You're preaching. I'm not religious, but I will say that the one religion I believe in mm-hmm. is just being in the now. That's it. And that's across all religions. But if you're present and you're in the moment and you're not worried about the past, you're not worried about the future, you can actually appreciate all this amazing life of like right now, like in this moment right now. Too many people live outside of the now. And I think that the further away you get from that, the further away you get from connecting with whatever higher uh, power that you think of. Let me teach you how to say that in Creole and live live in the now is vive kunya. Vive kunya. That's it. Vive kunya. (laughs) Hashtag vive kunya. That's right. Hashtag 313. the podcast room. Ryan, yeah. it's been an honor. This conversation is, I'm leaving with gems. So gems. thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, and where can we follow you? Yeah, I, I live on Twitter. That's at Ryan Foland. Perfect. And then go to RyanFoland.com for all kinds of fun things. And um, I've got, th- I've done three TEDx talks. Wow. And they're all on my website. Nice. One is how to not get chased by a bear. <laughs> One is the borderline millennial disorder. Wow. And the third one is um, why no one cares what you do. Wow. And I'm working on a fourth one right now. It's called The Power of the Pause. But I haven't landed that yet. So check it out, RyanFullen.com. Yes. And I got a bunch of courses even and all this stuff. But like, I just want to help people better communicate because when you upgrade your communication, you upgrade your life. That's it. Ryan Fullen, y'all. I'm Tadia. It's been an honor to be here in the Shokalala, the podcast Shokalala. Yes. Thank you so much. This is the Haiti Tech Summit 2018. Catch Ryan speaking tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Woo. Great job.